it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Yeah, why don't we just do that? It's like, I may even Trust 
and uh, our true trust in our LLC in effect on the change. Yeah, that's that's based on the um, um, oh, um, schedule schedule B uh, seven, <clears throat> which is name change of of what? What are you trying to change the name on? Well, when we change our name from our, our public site to the trust, uh, we change our name, and uh, and uh, evidently it's changed. Is it changed? My question is: Is it changed at common law contract yeah. law? That, that's about. Um, if I'm correct, that's about the. Uh, I know I'm correct. That's about the. Uh, um, Now, somebody had emailed me a 
land transfer, you also have um, you also have to pay capital gains on that. No, you don't, because that's personal property. I just talked to Ed Gilmore earlier today about that, and he said there is no tax on personal property. You've got capital property and you uh, interest, and you've got personal uh, property interest. Okay, um, the home comes under personal, and uh, and so as a result. There, there's no capital gains on any personal property. If you've got gold and stuff, that's personal. Um, and, and I might not have that exactly correct, but I'm pretty darn close, okay? Thank you very much, Mike. You're very welcome. Thank you. Who is this? Uh, Brian from Southwest, uh, Wisconsin. Okay, good enough. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thanks. If anybody else have a question, press... Um, uh, now, in Southwest, Wisconsin, if you would, press... Star six again. Um, if you have a question and you're on the phone, I think it's star eight that you press to raise a little flag, and, and Jackie can get the uh, get your call. Um, so, anybody else have a question that they if you want to? Um, uh, okay, Southwest, will you please uh, hit your star six yeah. and um, and go ahead. Well, I'm just going to say, there's a Eagles 2 is asking new paperwork for UCC ready. Yes, it is. Everything's all set. Um, let's see. I have no noise. Okay, keep going, Michael. Okay, Mike. I don't know what else I would do with myself on a Monday night if I couldn't do the call. I just have to stand here, sit here, twiddling my thumbs, I guess. Okay, but, we uh, we have a mom a something. Um, a, it looks like AQ1. Uh, we hit star six. Oh, I see, yeah. Mom AG1. Mom AG1, we hit star six. Yeah. Okay, South, uh, Southwest Wisconsin, you hit star six, I think, uh, uh, twice. So it looks like you want to come on again, but we'll just ignore that unless you do hit star six. Okay, Mom, go ahead. Mom, you got the floor. Okay, hold on a second. We we opened the call to Mom right right now. So go ahead, Mom. Okay. We'll get right back to you, Southwest. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Mom, go ahead. Hello. All right, go to Southwest then. Southwest, what's your other question? Oh, the, uh, just a re repeat question. Uh, what was the form that we assigned at uh, that uh, Coppage versus Kansas? Uh, it's uh, Schedule B-7. B is in Beaver? B is in Beaver, yep. Okay. Thank you very much. That's all I have. Thank you, Mike and Kathy. You're welcome. Okay, thank you. Okay. Let's see. Do we have any questions on the, uh, on the board, Chad? Um, let's see. Okay, what is the new paperwork for the UCC, and do we need to change anything that we currently have? Good question. The answer is no. Everything you've got, everything you've got filed right now is good. We just got the, that was the 2005 version. We've got the 2011 version now that was sent to us. 
and it's just uh, what it, what it includes is the UCC one uh, lien financing statement and the addendum. It's got the addendum right there as well with it, two pages. So, and then it, we we've also included the UCC three in that in that group. So there's actually the UCC one, the addendum, and the UCC three. We send them out all to you in a package. So. Um, we just we got everything finalized and approved, and I was just waiting for Monday's call to uh, get it to you. Okay. Uh, Wealth Coaches says, do we have a final answer on whether the UCC-1 can or should be filed in uh, for Canadians? If yes... Can we use the MPG address as trust number two address? Okay. Yeah, that's why we're not doing it. First of all, no, you can't. The, um, the lawyer that I count on for his advice, uh, he, he knows Canadian law and, uh, and U.S. law. Um, U.S. more, but he knows. Um, he's got some people he talks to, I guess. And we can't, we're domiciled. See, we went through this. First, we were not domiciled in Canada. Then to help the Canadians regarding the FACTA law, we changed all our documents so that it is totally domiciled in Canada now. And if we start linking in right now, uh, he's looking for a way that possibly we can uh, work around and file it because we don't want to use a, uh, we don't want to use a U.S. address or that kind of puts a virus in the, in the mix or puts some vinegar in the, in the cake mix. We, we want to keep it all pure so it's domiciled in Canada. There's no need. You don't really need the UCC lien uh, right at this point. You can basically take care of everything with the PPSA lien. And you say, well, what about uh, my house? Uh, um, from everything I've been told by, by Ed Gilmore and some other people in Canada, even if it stays just the way it is in your name, the, the IRS doesn't want it. We do have something that he's looking at right now, and uh, it's Kavia, uh, um, however you want to pronounce it, and um, like pro process or process, you know, it's up, uh, doesn't matter, it means the same thing. So we're checking into that now. It, it may be a very simple way to protect everything in the house, even though it's still in your name and somebody may be attacking you. Um, there's a couple things we're looking at doing. I'm telling you the truth that I and, and they everybody in Canada that I've talked with has agreed with me that they have you so locked up there you can't even protect your house and maybe it's because the Queen uh, owns the property I guess in Canada I don't I'm not fully aware of that whole whole process but maybe that's part of the reason I'm, I'm we're working on that believe me and uh, trying to get it in so. Um, that may be part of the reason. If we, if yes, we can use MPG. No, if we don't want to use a U.S. address right now because we went through all the trouble of um, of um, getting everything totally domiciled in Canada. So there's there's no problem. People can't argue with the trust and with the tax situation being different than it is in the U.S. And by far, everybody I've talked to has has agreed. In Canada, I'm talking about has agreed that. That it should be that way. That's the better of the two sources, either to have it domiciled in the U.S. or have it domiciled in Canada. And if it's domiciled in Canada, it's all according to the Canadian laws. And anytime you may have a problem, you can go to a uh, uh, Canadian authority.
PTSA can basically um, underscore and protect everything you've got, all of your personal property, capital property. Um, that's a whole different ballgame from what I've been told anyway. So, so uh, let's just we'll just keep it where it's at right now. PTSA lien is fine um, to protect your assets in Canada. Are you going to file the paperwork as you mentioned uh, one week? Paperwork for what?
Wisconsin, so you don't have a question anymore, right? That's correct. Okay, I'll mute yourself. Okay, I, I'm in your back office there, uh, Michael, so i got to control the board. So anyway, um, for well coaches, good to hear from you guys too, by the way. We're going to keep everything domiciled in Canada, and that's even what uh, Ed Brock and, and uh, Lawrence has been talking with an attorney. We, we know that's the, the way to stay right now, um, to give you some independence, because your laws are different enough than ours, and we don't want to get any... Uh, per se, co-mingling going on between the two countries. We want to make sure that, that you're, we're acting according to the Canadian laws when we do the PPSA and, and whatever else we do there. Uh, just like you don't have equity, we do. Okay, so we've got to keep things different. Um, and that's the way it was recommended to me to, uh, to do it for right now. Let's, until our guy can find a way, I want to learn more about FACTA too before I would ever do anything to the bank accounts in jeopardy in Kansas. I fought that with bankers talking to 50 different bankers that didn't have a clue of what an LLC was or what asset protection was. And it was really a waste of breath, a waste of time. And uh, finally, they, they're starting to get it now. And they have been, for certain bankers have. It's not the bank, it's the banker when you have problems. And uh, that was one of my email questions for tonight. A fellow said he was just having all kinds of trouble. They they uh, just wouldn't open it for them, and, uh, and we finally got that resolved, though. And now they opened it with no problem. Now, let's see which chapter. Okay, what do we now, what do we do now if already filed the UCC? That's fine. If you've got it filed and it's in good shape um, three years ago, just leave it where it's at. It's a lien. It's a valid lien. Use the, M no, they got, they've got to get, you've got to get an, a separate address. It costs about $38, I was told, in Canada for six months on a uh, P.O. box. And you make that out in the name of your trust, too. And uh, the address, that will be the address for um, your trust, too. Okay, you need an address. Set, see, if, 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 if trust, two is going to file a lien, and it's a separate entity from trust, one, or from the LLC, and then you go file a lien uh, from trust, two, against the LL, Canadian LLC or Canadian trust, one, and I've got the same answer. Wait a minute, people. What's, what's going on here? You get in front of a judge and is it, well, they both have a, or, or the CRA? It doesn't matter. Well, they both have the same address. What kind of game is being played here? Okay, so you've got to get an address if you're going to file a lien. You're not, if you don't have any reasons to file a lien, if you don't feel you need it or something, then don't get it. But if you want to finalize this um, so that you're, everything is, is in line and everything is, all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed. It's something you've got to do. And we've talked about that almost since the beginning of, of uh, my starting the, the calls and stuff on the, uh, it was recommended that you get a PO box, okay, for one of your trusts. And then we determined it would be best to have a trust too. Okay? Um, if you already filed the UCC one day, it's fine. It's in place. Um, just make sure we've got a copy of it. Uh, email it to me at, at, and we'll put it in your in your folder at uh, email it to me at mpgprotect at aol.com. Um, S26, with the PBSA, do we place the UCC lien number as well on the PBSA paperwork? Uh, yes, I talked about that before too, and that's a, that's a good thing about calling into these conference calls because sometimes we forget what was talked about six months ago or two months ago, whatever, you, yes, you, you, uh, it's, it's always been stated to you put the 
CC lane out of the out of the U.S. And and what address you have to put a uh, I've been told you have to put a U.S. address on that. If it's out of Canada, and that's what we're trying to figure out how to do yet, um, then you don't need a U.S. address. If you've got a U.S. address, what you want is a is a Canadian address. So uh, we're working on the UCC lane. It's not the I can't. We've only had maybe two people in 21 years that have had to even use their UCC lane or their PP, nobody yet on a PPSA. I don't think. Maybe, maybe, um, yeah, we we have uh, one one lady out of uh, Winnipeg. So, but uh, and it was no problem. We just cited the number, saying, "Hey, we've got this on there, given the certification number, and that was it." It's not a it's not a big big deal. The key, guys, the key when it comes to lanes is not UCC or PPSA or or ATM or XYZ or anything like that. The key is to get in priority position. Okay, get in priority position. The word once you're in front and you're legally in front, then nobody else can touch. Nobody can jump through you. They can't jump over a PPSA. They can't jump over a UCC. So the key is to first get your program, and then after you've got your program, to get to, to file the lien, PPSA or UCC, and um, and move from there. The PPSA is a, is a pretty darn powerful lien. And it's not quite where the UCC is. There's a couple of Canadians that will argue with me on that. But um, uh, so anyway, let's see. Wealth coaches. What about those who file already using their the home address on trust? Hmm. Well, these all need to be amended. I would imagine so. Yeah, because I hope you stay in my position. And we we talked about that for for years. The fact that you want you don't want them both to be coming out of the same location. Or building or whatever, okay? They have to, um, shouldn't, uh, trust two should all, trust one's, again, his sole purpose is to, is to get ownership out of your name. That's trust one and put you in control. Trust two has a separate purpose. It's a separate entity with a separate name not linking to trust one and its sole purpose is to protect. And you can't protect if you've got a common, if you've got a common threshold where both of are addressed at the same location, okay? So, uh, yeah, if uh, somebody, uh, when you were doing it, you never heard that. I've always said we have to have, it would be, if you think you're going to need to lean something, if you don't have any problems at all and you're not going to have to lean anything right away, um, I've always said you can always do it later, but don't wait till the last minute. You, you, you'll know if you're going to have a problem. You'll know if somebody's coming after you because they're going to send you some type of notice. And the minute they do, you better get that UCPSA or that UCC lien in, in, uh, in place, okay? Um, yeah, you got to amend. I would amend the, the uh, I would amend the lien uh, for the um, trust too. Okay. Well, let's see. Will these all need to be amended? The steel box in Ontario is about 20 to $30 per month. Unbelievable. We've got notaries at $60 a page. Um, let me check into that, too, because I know there's some people, a lot of people that have already done it, and they haven't, they don't pay that. But we've got to get a, uh, you, you've got to have an address in Canada. Let me talk to some people and see if there's an attitude. There's always a way to, there's always a way to, to correct what seems to be a problem. I mean, it may be that we get a, a um, we get an address in Canada strictly for uh, filing a lien. Twenty to thirty 
$1,000 a month? I've never heard that, but I'll check. I'll find out. Um, because of dozens and dozens and dozens of people that went ahead and got a P.O. box. They never said anything about it being that expensive. Um, let's see. We were instructed to put new, your new address on the PPSA for Trust 2. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't remember ever. I don't remember saying that because Trust 2 has, uh, it would link up putting our address on there. I know we were doing that before, before we got into putting everything, having everything domiciled in Canada. Um, that, that, that's been a while, several, a number of months since we decided to make that change. But um, let me see how, let me see how big a factor that would be. You know, I may just stop. I may just stop, just like I had to do in the U.S. I had to stop listening to the so-called authorities, and I knew what I knew. And uh, the so-called authorities that got us in the trick bag in a couple instances. And um, let me say this: I don't care if it's the first or second program we ever put out, and it's nothing like our programs are now. Not like our Trust One programs are now. Doesn't matter. You've given up all of your. You've legally, lawfully, contractually, and irrevocably given up all of your assets to your trust one. You do, as long as your documents are all signed and you've got them notarized or a commissioner of oath or you've got an MPP, don't worry about it, guys. The trust owns them. The trust, that's the bottom line. A lot of these little technicalities, they're getting in there, but they, they have no bearing on the fact that your assets are protected. No bearing whatsoever. Even if you didn't get a lien, the lien, the, the basic purpose of the lien is to show, is to stop everything, is to stop all the lawyers and the CRA, everybody at the pass. Okay? The fact is, we legally, lawfully, the trust owns the assets. You've given them up. You are the appointed trustee. You don't have to, trust doesn't have to have a lien on them because they, uh, technically it's better to have one, I would think, a PPSA or a UCC one. But you don't need it. The trust owns it. We've got the documentation signed and notarized that says the trust owns the assets. Unless they've got something against the trust, they can't get any of your assets. Put that through your head and digest it and understand it, the fact that you don't own those assets. Whether you've got a lien on them or not, if somebody comes after you, you do not own the assets, and we've got documentation proving that you contractually gave up ownership of the assets, Okay. That's the bottom line. Don't get hung up on the technicalities. We'll get the, we'll get the little things straightened out in Canada. But what we did was we walked into a situation where I was told that the laws and everything were one way and that equity could be protected. And it turned out there was we can still protect everything, all of your personal property. And that's what this is all about. We can still protect everything, and that's what we've done. And um, I know when I've had people, I've, I've told them, People have said, well, Mike, um, how do I prove it? I said, well, wait a minute. If you read the Green Book, it says in there you take pictures of all of your assets. You stand in one quarter, corner of the room and take a picture. And you stand in the opposite corner and take a picture. And then you put a little note when you put that into your into your files. You keep that little chip and you put a note in there. You, or you take a picture of a page that you print out stating that all the assets on this chip are or CD or whatever you put the pictures on are owned by, and then you put the name of your trust, 
not, not that much to use, and, and it would be a tax-deductible item anyway, a business item. So it's not like you're going to be filing a PPA or filing a uh, uh, sending people the PPSA, you know, over and over again anyway, a couple times a week or a month or whatever. You're not. You're going to use it once. You're going to and maybe and before we would ever give that out to anybody, all I would do is give them the. Uh, I won't, I won't give them a copy of the UCC. I'll give them the certification number, and I would give them the, uh, uh, yeah, I give them the certification number. That's it, and the PO box number. So it's a very simple solution. And if the USPS is, they charge you around that here too, but um, if they're going to do that, that's something that you're going to use all the time. Just get a simple. I bet if you check at the post office and pay in six month increments, you're going to find that it's it's cheaper. And regardless, it's a business expense. Uh, there's a lot of things in my steel erection company that are just business expenses. I think they're terrible and this and that and everything else. And uh, uh, and as a uh, as a uh, if you're a professional, you've got a license. If you're an insurance broker, if you're a real estate person, if you're a, a doctor, you've got to take continuing education classes all the time. That's just another expense that goes with the job. You don't get through medical school and get your get your um, diploma and your doctor's license and, and think that it's over. You know, every year you've got to do something a little different. Um, let's see. Yeah. So don't don't get hung up. File the lien and it's not going to probably be used. Probably maybe, I don't know, 25, 30% of the people will ever have to even use it. Okay. The wealth coaches, since Trust One owns the assets, I'll get an answer for you on the address. So that you, if we can use it here, then you don't have to worry about it. Okay? Since Trust One owns the assets, even if the liens show the same address, we can still prove that the assets are owned by Trust One. There'd be two separate entities out there. Yeah, but for a few bucks, uh, every six months, I don't know if it's 50 or 60, I think you'll find the PO box is cheaper. Why wouldn't you do that just to, to, to eliminate any potential habit? Everybody on this call should know as well as I do now that lawyers for, for an opponent against you will look at try to find any little crack in the dam they can, and then it's going to cost you more money because it's going to elongate the, the process, okay? Um, I agree with you. Um, the lien shows the same address, but why would you, what if it, what if it doesn't, what if it doesn't work that way? Uh, you don't want to give a client a uh, uh, reason to be put on the hot seat. Could reps use a common PO address for filing their clients' liens and have all client mail come there? So maybe do that, but not with our program because I'm not getting any of our program associated with anything where there may be a big hassle. Whenever we try to combine, just like families all, all having one STS program and four or five members of a family put their assets in there. Nine clients, we did that in the beginning, and we had... And within six months, and they all said, don't worry about us, we're a close-knit family, we're, we love each other. Within six months, every one of the nine families were arguing, well, I put in more, and I only got these certificates, and this happened, and that happened. Three of them were even going to sue us because we even put the program together for them. And um, we don't do that anymore, and I would I would strongly, I, if I was a client, I would, I would want control of my own program. I wouldn't want anybody else having, I wouldn't even want to go into anybody else's address. That's part of the privacy. You lose privacy and you could come after us. Well, you said it was okay to do. I'm not saying it's okay to do. 
Um, we'll get the address thing worked out. If, if a very worst case scenario. As I said, the lean guys, you're making too much out of it. You're making weight. You get the lean put on, end of story. They're not going to get the books. They'll get the certification number and they'll get the, uh, um, uh, certification number and, and then when they put the lean on, but just like we've, we've done it with a number of companies, they, we've got subpoenaed and they asked for all our books and records. We gave them nothing. They never got a single book or record because they can't do it in a private contract. Unfortunately, you don't have that protection in Canada. You've got it through the, through the, the Article 1, Section 10 of the Constitution of the United States. Now, you might hate the United States and you might think it's a, it's a low-grade country and right now with the administration that's in there, I just might agree with you, okay? But the problem is both countries have good things and bad things. We've got a great thing right here. It's the only thing available that protects protects your assets. The only thing. There is no, matter of fact, uh, one of our people was talking with an attorney today and he tried to tell him how he did it and uh, the guy just very, just sat back and listened and then he asked him who owns this here entity that you're talking about putting it in? And the guy says, well, uh, you would. Then he realized what he said. Okay? There's, and, and I went to the attorney that I sat in front of with, with um, James in uh, Calgary some time ago, same thing. He, would, he had all kinds of reasons why this won't work. And one by one, we, we put him to rest. You know, his, his biggest one was fraudulent conveyance. Well, you're, you're trying to fraudulently convey assets out of your name um, to avoid creditors. Well, no. Uh, there's no liens or anything. It's my property. I have the right to do whatever I want unless somebody's got unless somebody's got a lien on a part of my property. We protect the people that way. The, the U.S. government did have somebody for not accepting uh, uh, funds during the 07-08 debacle. And um, we, we protected his other assets, which his attorney said it wouldn't work. He fraudulent conveyance. So I got his attorney the I do get very upset with attorneys when they don't know what they're talking about, but yet when they when they want to give advice that no attorneys give a lot of bad advice, guys. One out of every two attorneys, that's fifty percent, give bad advice because they lose. Okay? Uh, the other attorney wins, whether they're plaintiff or defendant. So I get very upset when I hear attorneys that, that they're among my my the one that told me this is my partner who again you've heard me say it over and over attorney forty years a judge twenty years attorneys are the most arrogant and, and uh, professionals in the country not every one of them but a good majority of them okay and when they try to give people advice on on the statutory method of asset protection shame on them you know so don't get you it's way too much on these liens I'm telling you. If uh, you're protected, just because the, if you don't put a single lien on there, you own nothing. They can't take your assets because you don't own them. Okay, so the liens are showing the same address. Can be, yeah. You know, for right now, I don't see any problem with getting a P.O. box. And even if we change it later, then you let the P.O. box go. It's not, it's not like it's thousands of dollars out of your pocket, okay? Uh, could you choose a common P.O.? Okay, no, nope. not, not, not with the SDN program. I won't allow that. I've seen already what what it is that can cause. UPS, United Partial Service. Yes, I couldn't think of the name. It's a courier service like FedEx, right? And I know what it is. I know they've got locations where you can rent boxes there and stuff. Much um, much more expensive than a 
by the way, I think we're moving to UPS now uh, because it does come in, as far as packages to Canada, it does come in a bit cheaper. So we're going to be using uh, possibly. I'm checking all the, we're checking out all the stuff to it. But, um, no sound. Well, of course, perhaps MPG could open a Canadian address as trustee and have all EBSA liens filed there with a common address. And then anybody wants to come against them, James, they're going to send all of that stuff to that particular address, and we're not going to take that liability or, or response. If anything happens, if we miss a piece of mail, even though maybe somebody doesn't deliver it, but it's supposed to come to our address, and they don't get it, and they, they end up in, with a summons, then who are they going after? They're going after MPG. And we're not going to do that. They don't... Look at this, look at this main thing. It's being blown totally out of proportion. It's something that's going to happen maybe once to every, you know, maybe maybe five to five percent of the people. I don't know. I couldn't even guess because I've never had to send one out. We have sent the, sent the uh, certification number out, and we have sent the. Uh, um, uh, Who's talking? I can't hear what you're saying. What? What's? Who's saying what there? No, I um, I muted them out. Oh, okay. What were they hollering at me? No, 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 no. They were just talking uh, while, while they're doing dishes or something. <laughs> okay. Very good, very good. Um, anyway, have you ever think about that guy? This scares me because I don't, I can't even get onto my desktop now. I don't, I can't, I don't know how you would go about finding out who has the, um, finding out what your password is. I remember I set it up, but I can't get on my desktop to go to anything. There's a way you can do it. It's uh, it's kind of a uh, backdoor type thing you can do. Uh, I'm not secure enough, but, I mean, I probably can help you in the morning. Yeah, okay. Um, okay, well, folks, I, I know what you're doing, and I appreciate it, James. I really do. Um, I, geez, I don't know what to do, but I wouldn't know what to um I don't want to get them in the tree. But you know what? For right now, is somebody coming after them right now? I must be if you want to file her tonight. Um, uh, go ahead. Put, put in their home address. Put in their home address. So if anything does come, it will come to them. Okay? I don't want it coming to us. I don't want, want, um, I don't want it coming to uh, any other address right now. If they don't have it set up, they can later. They can, can always amend the uh, parts of the link. Okay, you work on amend the address you can But put for right now, if you're going to finally go ahead and put their address in it. His mother's address. Perfect. Yeah. You've got his mother, you've got a relative's mother. Perfect. So I said, if you get an officer, uh, I don't think I mentioned them, uh, relatives, but that's, that's good. So I know some people have already done that. They've used relatives' addresses. And uh, that person never moves, and they'll have to uh, amend their UCC or their PPSA link. Good idea, James. Very good. Okay. Who else has a question about something? Maybe not UCC lean, but about something else. If not, let me tell you some, uh, something we've got going on now. And uh, we did get approved. Anybody, we've got a lot of people that have got pre-RV liens. Let me tell you something. We've just we've been approved by the second largest lender um, finance company in the United States. We've got approved. And um, you'll, you can get a, you can get an approval in 20 seconds. 
by going through their site. We don't, we're going to get their paperwork, and by next Monday we should have all of that ready, too. Where you'll just go on our, our web page and press it, and we'll put a link for them on there. You press it, fill in the information, and within 20 seconds you'll get an approval or disapproval. They do go down to 620 uh, credit score, which which is makes it good for just about everybody. Guys, all of you that need that pre-RV, pre you have no protection right now. That was set up strictly to help you open a bank account, U.S. and Canada, strictly to give you the information so that your bank account is open and ready to accept the funds upon a... Uh, um, a uh, but if anything happens between now and the RV, or whatever, the funding of whatever investment you're on, they could they could throw a squabble at you, okay? If something, car accident, anything at all, they've got a right and you don't have any ownership yet. It's just in there to help you get your bank account. No protection. That's right on the application. Now, with this, you can spend a few bucks a month. You get your loan, whatever amount it is you want. If it's the 4350 if it's the 6000 if you need a few extra bucks or something, you can get it for... Seven, eight, nine, ten thousand, whatever your credit will support, and you'll be paying. Uh, you'll be paying, you know, maybe 150, maybe 175 dollars a month, right? You don't have to come up with all the money, is what I'm saying. Okay, you can get it through a loan and pay it off. People have been begging, begging us for years to. Uh, can you get some type of payment plan? But we've got it now. So, so I would recommend to everybody that has a pre-RV, so that you don't get shut out because of a. a some type of situation come up. I don't know what it would be, but but uh, and, and I've, I've got to apologize to one of our dear clients. It's been a good friend of mine for years. She's had her program for years, and um, I use I use the, some of the uh, emails you send me asking me questions for the questions on the uh, on the um, conference call. And I, although I didn't mention any names last week, which I never do, um, once in a while I have if they have given me permission, but it really offended her, and I did not mean to do that. And my sincere apologies if you're on the call for that. I don't even know if you're on the call. If you are, and I hope you are, uh, I sent you an email when I when I got yours. Um, there's no way, nobody knows who you are. Nobody ever did know who you are. They don't even know what email I'm talking about today. I, I profoundly apologize for for um, doing that. I didn't realize it would bother you, and I, I hope that you, as you think about it, you'll realize no information was given out to anybody of any pertinence. Okay. Um, I don't know if you're on there. If you are on the call tonight, you could just. Um, I don't know. You don't have to type in anything. You can just send me an email if you've forgiven me. Okay. Um, what was I talking about? The loan. Guys, you want to get your assets protected ASAP. Send me a send me an email. Say, Mike, we want to get off of the uh, pre-RV status. We want to get our program in full so we are protected and um, move on with your life from that point. Okay, we will get your documents to you as soon as, uh, as soon as then you get. They'll have your money to you within 72 hours. You know, ACH transfer it right to the, the bank account that you wanted to go to, and um, um, so you'll have your money quick. If you need extra money for a couple other extra things, you can, you know, if you're in the U.S., you know the program is 4350 here, 
That's what we're here for, to talk to you. Go ahead. (laughs) My question is very simple. Um, Tonight, you said earlier, next week is going to be a do-over. Is it still going to be a do-over, or are we going to go to something new next week? A do-over what? A do-over on the call, because uh, at first we couldn't get on, and you were just answering questions. You never gave the presentation yeah. of what we were going to talk about tonight. Yeah, I did. It was the law, how the law and the, the um, tax authorities are going to think and think and change your life forever in a heartbeat, guys. And that one, um, that one we pretty much talked about it. But I, and if need be, I'll, I'll go ahead and put it in as a question. But all the questions that I had on email that I was going to answer tonight, I, uh, I'll do all those over next week. Okay, so it'll be a new one except for what you couldn't do tonight because you had to do the new overrun. Correct. Which is really irrelevant. I'm going to be here anyway as far as I intend, so. I just didn't know whether to go back and do a do-over on the on the replay in between. So I'll do my replay then because we're going to have something new next time. That's right. Thank you, thank you, thank you for everything you do for all of us. Uh, well, I appreciate that, and I apologize when things like this happen. It had me in a frenzy. That's <laughs> technology. What can I say? Yep, that's right. Hey, you know, I don't know how many of you saw the, the new Tom Hanks movie, but the Russian spy it was about Gary Powers and the U2, uh, the U2 situation back in the 60s, and I, I remember that very well. No, it was 50s or 60s, because I remember that happening. And... Um, and the Russian spy, whenever he would ask him something, he would just quite simply say, hey, has, um, would it make a difference? <laughs> he said, are you all upset about this? And he would say, well, would it make a difference? And I get a kick out of people. I see them get very upset. Maybe it's with age that you, you mellow out and you look back and you say, hey, I don't know why I used to get upset at all those things. I don't know why I get upset. Because it's really not going to It's usually generally pretty always solve those problems without getting upset. I can keep myself learned, especially being in business, to just keep myself calm regardless of what the situation is. And most of the time, not all the time, I can assure you that, um, okay, we got... Um, we got Michigan next. Go ahead, Michigan. Hello, Michael. Yeah, hello, who is this? Fritz from Michigan. Fritz, Fritz how are you? Fritz the Great. Night. Your what? Successful is the STS trust program going to be if the financial institution or bank associated with doing your paperwork and signing its papers goes belly up or bankrupt or closes its doors? For example, if you signed the paperwork with Chase Bank and they decided they don't have enough funds or they go belly up by government or crash like any anybody else can do, what happens to the integrity of the trust? Who is going to notice okay, hold the on. survey? Or how what you're saying. Hold on. It's not going to affect the trust at all. One, not one bit. Because when you get, as soon as you, in three days, when you get your money, and believe me, we, this is one of the questions we want to make sure we had covered. When you get your money in three days, 72 hours, they'll have an ACH transferred once you've been approved to your bank account. You take the portion, if you, if you went, for more money than the, than the trust has, and you need to buy it to purchase your trust, fine. You send us the 4350 plus 
Now, if they go belly up, it's not going to affect you. It's not going to affect me. You just don't have to pay any more money on the debt, I would assume. Um, if they go bankrupt, maybe some court will come after you and try to say, well, you owe us the balance of your loan. It's not going to affect your trust one bit because it's been paid 400%, and you've got the documents in your hand, and they'll never, they can never take them from you. That's not even a concern. So the, the financial institution going belly up doesn't affect the trust at all. The trust uh, still lives beyond that, right? That's, yeah. See, we're, you're getting the loan, not, the, not us, okay? So if the trust goes up, they can't come back to us for anything. We're just what you purchased with your loan. It yep, won't affect the trust one bit. That was a question that Bill had, uh, Bill Tully, and... Uh, and we knew the answer. You know, we knew what it was. If they give you a loan and they go belly up, I would just tell them, hey, I don't own anything. Ah, that's not right. But, but hey, if they can't run their business right and, and you, you get your loan maybe half paid and they go belly up, uh, I wouldn't send them to a bankrupt company. Just stop paying. They come after you and say, hey, do what you got to do. I, uh, I, uh, and it's not that big a loan anyway. You know, it's, it's like somebody has their, has, has, um, dentures or something where it's four or five thousand dollars and they get loans from these companies it's uh it, it, it's something that goes on all the time now well i'm not sure i understand i'll have to follow up with chappy tomorrow and talk about this i'm not sure um, chappy you understand yeah okay yeah if it goes belly if they go belly up that's not going to affect your trust you got it on your mantle and your above your fireplace nah that might not be the place to be well, Fritz is talking more about the cash in the bank. I mean, you know, if you have cash in the bank, whether it's trust or or whatever, and the bank takes it, it's gone. But as far as your property, it's yours. Hey, hey, listen to what you just said. If you have cash in the bank, if you have cash in the bank, shame on you if it's not in a trust account or, or an LLC account. And if it's in a trust account or an LLC account, they can't touch it anyway. You don't own it, either one of them. You don't own a nickel in any of those. Okay, they can't touch a trust or the LLC account. And that's where you should have it, always. You should keep enough in your personal account just for personal debts. Okay? They can't touch money in your trust account. Neither can the federal government, neither can the IRS or the CRA, guys. That's the way. Too many people have come to me, Mike. They took some money out. Okay, what was that money doing in there? Why do you have it in your personal account? But, uh, and if you want to fight him on that, if you want to fight him on that, and say, well, I've got a PPSA lien or I've got a UCC lien, you can maybe do that. But the fact remains, that's just another one of those things where you're trying to trying to get out from under the responsibility that you should have not had that money in that account. Yeah, but to go a little bit further, Mike, if if you if bank if, if the government's hitting bank accounts, not taking your property because of a lien or a levy or anything like that, but they're they're taking money out of the accounts because they are the holder in due course of the accounts because they they authorize you to use their their system and they take and they're doing it like in Greece. And and I I understand I don't have firsthand knowledge that there even had done such things in Europe where they take a percentage of the money out of the out of bank accounts not yours or you know just bank accounts period uh, there's nothing in the world that can prevent that from happening is there Oh yeah they 
the banks know. You know they, people, I hear so many people badmouth banks in this country or wherever, in Canada and different things. But the fact remains, if you're not in a bank account as a citizen and it's a trust bank account, now granted, if, some, if the whole banking institution fails, it may take, well, not the whole, let's just say a bank fails, and, and there was, what, 800 and something that failed last year. Yeah, it happens all the time. You'll probably eventually, unless you're a citizen and they want to just confiscate it and keep it for the government. But we, three times, we've, we've had money taken out of bank accounts by the IRS. Three times it was put back in, twice in 24 hours, once in two hours. So, you know, if you if you've got the if you're if you're living your life financially by the correct rules, the trust owns it. They can't take anything that it's not owned by a citizen. And uh, even if they try it, if you, if a bank fails and you've got a bunch of money in a trust account, well, sure, we can't go to them and bang on their door and say, hey, you got to put that money because it's a trust account. No, you still got to follow the system like everybody else that has a corporate account or a, well, not even that, though, the corporation, if you're the stockholder or if you're the shareholder or if you're the, the uh, member, you're going to have your money lost, but you'll get it back before anybody else, before a citizen will, would be my guess. But, yeah. but he didn't say that. He said, what if the, what if the, the loan company fails? Well, you're not going to lose anything. Your trust is still good. You've got the trust in your hands. They have no, they have no cause of action to get that, to get that trust back or anything. They gave you, the person, the citizen, the loan. They can't come after MPG for anything. For right. Him. That's what he was oh, Okay, I misunderstood his question. Okay. Um, yeah, Fritz, you can give me a call tomorrow, and we can elaborate more. West, Southwest Wisconsin has another question. Okay. Go ahead, Wisconsin. No, I don't have a question. I must have pushed the button by air. Thank you. Will you stop that? <laughs> okay. Yeah, here's a couple questions. Um, what do we got on the board? Yeah, yeah. Um, check. Uh, so money is safe in bank, I guess, or something. Give it on my phone here. Okay, now it says banks are leveraged institutions up to 30 to 1. All deposits are at risk. What Chappie is talking about is known as bail-ins. Yes, all funds are at risk. Um, well, Chappie was talking also about the fact that if a bank fails and, and whatever money's in there is going to be, you're just going to have to wait until FDIC or somebody brings it in. But here's no money is safe in a bank. Money is never safe in a bank. Yes, it is, guys. You know, those are cliches. Don't use them, okay? Um, you can say that. Have you ever lost any money in your bank? Maybe you have. There's some people that have. But for the most part, people people are, money is, they, it's available to them unless something does happen. And that can happen any time. That's been 5,000 years. People have been fighting the, uh, the, the, the man, fighting the powers that be. Um, if you've got your money and your name in a bank, absolutely it's not safe this day and age. If you've got it in a trust account or if you've got it in a in a uh, an LLC or a, a corporate account in Canada and you're not the owner of those accounts, you're not the trustee, if you're not the, the shareholder, if you're not the stockholder, your money is safe. They can't take it out and they know they can't take it out. Uh, let's see, wealth coaches failure. What, what's that one with the wealth coaches, chap? Uh, Wells coaches, um, well, no, they said uh, the last one from the Wells, Wells coaches, what I, we've already talked about. Not the one right above that. 
Uh, it says banks are leveraged institutions. We we discussed that. Not that one. Failure of the financial institution. Um, oh, failure of the financial institution puts only your money uh, slash investments at risk, but not the validity of the trust. Correct. Absolutely, you are yeah. perfectly correct. I'm going to give I'm going to give Coral credit for that question. I don't know which one of you guys write it, but <laughs> and uh, now and both of you I do a great job. So, but here's the answer to that. Um, uh, let's see, where's that? Where's that? Failure of financial institutions. Um, and your money and investments are not at risk as they are if it's if the accounts in your name. If it's a trust account, they're not at risk. Bail-ins can't touch anything except personal citizen accounts, okay? And, um, uh, but not to validity. Yeah, if it's in a trust account, guys, they can't touch it. Not in the bail-ins or anything like that, okay? Um, uh, you are lowest creditor in a bankruptcy. I don't know what that means, really. Um, it all it all depends. If you if you and you're not, but you're listening to statutory um, baloney. Because if you have a, if you're a trust or a, a, if you're a manager of a corporation or an LLC, um, and you've got it in there and you've got a lien on that money, you're in first place. Guess what? You're in first place. You're ahead of everybody else. And uh, see, that's why I, that's what I, one of the things I try to teach in here. Put yourself in a position. Well, you're in first place, not the lowest creditor, and you're absolutely right. If you're if you're uh, uh, if you're just an individual, chances are you're not going to even get anybody to talk to you. Okay, but if you're a trust and you've got a, a PPSA or a, a, a UCC lien on your stuff, you are. That's what that's what I try to try to share with you. Okay. Um, so let's see. The trust open in the bank. The trust goes belly. He's asking what happens. But if the trust is open in the bank and the bank goes belly up, what happens? Well, sure, if the bank goes belly up and your money's in that bank, you know, you're going to have protection by FDIC and different things like that. Can't help that. Can't, can't do anything about that. Okay? But his question was, um, um, if the, if the, uh, I thought his question was, if the company that gives the loan, that's what he was talking about, what happens if they give, go belly up and uh, I assume you thought, can we get to the, um, get to the, take your trust back or something? No, they can't. They have no knowledge of what you spend that money on, okay? That's between you and Masters Protection Group. Um, thanks to leverage institutions. That's your 30 to 1. Okay, the next one here is the wealth coaches. All deposits, trust, personal corporation are at risk if the bank fails. FDIC and CDIC only cover failures to the extent of the funds they have available. Yeah, that's, and that's right. If a bank fails, it's, if a bank itself fails, then you and your money's in that bank. Um, it's, it's one of the tragedies. Okay. Fortunately, the banks that I, um, a few banks that I use, they, they never had any problems. They've had problems, just like every business out there. It's problems. It's not just the bank. And I promise you, if the business people and professionals on this phone call and on all our phone calls, they make mistakes too, just like everybody else. That's why whenever somebody does make a mistake that I deal with, 
um, I, I try my best just to work it out with them. So I don't get all upset and start ranting and raving and we're going to sue you and everything. Um, because I understand that, especially small businessmen, business decisions have to be made quickly and it's easy to make decisions, um, make mistakes or a, um, um, professional. Doctor, dentist, um, CPA, and CPAs make so many mistakes, guys. You would be amazed at, at the people, the things that Bill Tully sees. And, uh, and they, and we've got a lot of clients, and I know some of them are on the phone tonight. They cost, CPA made a mistake, cost them thousands of dollars, and guess what? They just walk away. Why they don't sue, sue the pants off that person? In a situation like that, if they did something that cost me fourteen or fifteen thousand dollars, you can bet you're behind. I would, I would. If they don't give me that money, I'm going to come after them for it. It's my money. I work hard for it. I'm not going to let. And, and the problem is, so many of the uh, tax professionals, not so many. There are a lot of a lot of dummies. Let me put it that way. Well, I'd like to add that uh, something to that. If if a CPA or an accountant fails. Uh, he makes mistakes and he doesn't correct it. Your 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 biggest and fastest remedy that I've experienced over the years is take file a complaint to his uh, you know like a lawyer to the bar. You file a complaint against the accountant or or the CPA, and and man they they will run him through the ringer and they and 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 he will. Correct your mistakes. By next Monday, can you get a can you get a, a phone number or a name of an instance, whoever it is that does that that you file a complaint to? Uh, uh, even I will do my best. Find out. I mean, maybe Chris by next Monday. That would be great. Yeah, I'm a little bit cold on that. It's been about 10, 15 years, but yeah, I, I, I yeah, probably, probably can find it. They will yeah. file complaints against um, a CPA, tax um, professionals. Yeah, CPAs, whatever. Yeah. So. Yeah, the licensing board, you know. Okay, my friends, we, yeah, yeah. We are at that time. Let's see, we've got a few more questions on deposits. FDIC cover failures. Um, <coughs> maybe only 3% of the total. Guys, that's, that's, um, um, there's some deposits to pay out from the insurance. It's scary. Yeah, it is. And see, that, that life is scary, you know. You're, it didn't used to be as scary as it is now. I mean, it's, it's any of you like me, when I walk into a bar, I'm even sitting at a McDonald's and uh, reading in the morning or whatever. Um, yeah, if you have to file a claim instead of a complaint, you do that. Okay. But I, I, I look at people that come through the door now only because of some of the things that have happened. Does this guy have a machete in his hand? Does this guy have a look like he's got a long coat on? He might have a... Uh, as some type of weapon under that coat. Um, even even when you uh, would go to the movies now, I would imagine, I would keep an eye on who comes in a little late when the lights are down. And it's not the same world. So, you know, if they take my, uh, if they take some money out of my account if a bank fails, you know, that's part of life. There's no, you know, what can you do? So anyway. Um, okay, guys. Uh, hold on one second. I'm on my phone right now, but I'll send you his phone call. Phone number. I'll, I'll 
infamous William Tully. And uh, so anyway, um, you know, it, it, it's, there's never going to be a uh, scenario where we're all perfectly safe in anything. Um, your kids can go out the door and, and all the kids that are being snatched up now, if you really want to look at something, you know, put, put Miss Google missing, number of missing kids throughout the United States or throughout Canada, and it's actually scary. And um, we can just do the best we can and hope that we have God's blessing and that uh, he's going to watch over us. And uh, and uh, let me tell you, if you want to see a very, very good movie, it's a true story. I thought it was very good. See My All-American, you know, bring it up on whatever, you know, Netflix or whatever you've got. But try uh, watching um, the true story and there's so many of these true stories out here about things that have happened to people, and they've overcome adversity, they've overcome all kinds of things, disease, uh, car accidents, uh, whatever it might be, and uh, come back because they had the uh, right attitude, they didn't lay down and quit. So with that, we went beyond our time. And uh, Michael, let's see if I want to work for Okay. My friends, thank you for coming on the call tonight. As disoriented as it was, I appreciate Chappie's help as always. He's always a savior, and not the savior, a savior. Okay? Um, so I appreciate your time. God bless each one of you. I hope you have a good weekend. I will be back next Monday. I think ISIS caused this problem with my computer, and they will not get the best of me. Okay? So good night, Mom and Dad, and good night, all of you. Have a wonderful a wonderful uh, week, and I'll see you back here on my own computer and my own phone next uh, next Monday. Good night. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.